A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, the third issue of the WrestleTalk magazine is now available. Head over to WrestleTalk.BigCartel.com for more information. We've got a great issue this month featuring our reviews of the Royal Rumble, Wrestle Kingdom 10 and Raw 25, including the WrestleTalk crew counting down their top 25 moments of Raw history. So head over to WrestleTalk.BigCartel.com for more information. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello Swaff Nation and a hello to you Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. After four days of consecutive exercise, I'm a little bit stiff. Yes, I know you've been at the gym uh, yesterday, you've been at the gym every day this week doing CrossFit, yeah. nearly missing the Daniel Bryan news. I did CrossFit, yeah, that is a thing that I do. Thanks yeah. for bringing it up, Luke. It's alright, man. It's because I know you love talking about your workout routines and how sort of a big muscly man you are. Someone commented on that video, so it did the breaking Daniel Bryan news story after I got back from CrossFit. I was a bit sweaty and I mentioned that I'd just come back from CrossFit Uh when when filming the Daniel Bryan story, and someone said, "Just don't become a vegetarian or vegan because then you'll all like that's all you'll talk about." And um, that someone else said, "You know, when do you know someone does CrossFit? Just spend ten seconds sitting there, and they'll they'll tell you." And I thought, "Hey, you're kind of vegetarian. I do CrossFit. Yeah, that's the whole that's the whole show, right? Either we cancel each other out." Or we should just talk about those two things. I mean, well, we know because we're too busy talking about our wives and girlfriends. Yes. That's because that's pretty much what 90% of the show is. I um, I don't actually talk about CrossFit that much. It's I only go once a week. I'm not. I'm nowhere near as committed as everyone else is. Because there, there are those people in, in the one I go to who, who love it. Like, I was talking to someone and I was... They said, oh, I used to go two times a week. But, you know really busy and i thought oh so they're gonna say they downgraded to one a week like me and i went so yeah just uh i just went for it and upgraded to the unlimited and i do five times a week now whoa five times a week like, jesus why don't talk to me you're making me feel bad oh i hate the gym i i genuinely hate i think you've given it a fair shake I, I did i used to go to the gym quite a lot but i used to go when it was mm. i used to finish working nights so i could go there at like half past five when no one else was there 
So you don't hate the gym, you hate busy gyms. No, maybe I hate people who go to gyms. Maybe that's what I don't like. You don't hate me. Well, yeah, but you're a bit different because you also hate people that go to gyms. Yeah. Yeah, Go go to gyms too much. Yeah, I don't know. Like, my my wife has been trying to get me to be a bit more active this year, which I do need because I'm, I'm, I'm very much out of shape at the moment. But um, I don't like going for runs. Mm. I don't like going to the gym. I can't. I like sitting down. Sitting down's overrated, man. No, no, I think we'll sitting... get you a treadmill desk. No, I don't, where I... you can write all your scripts. <laughs> <laughs> I like going for walks. I mm. think walks are fine. Brisk walks. Yeah, brisk walks maybe. Do you know? Do you know a run is actually just like a quicker walk? If you think of it like that. Yeah, but it's also boring though, isn't it? Not if you've got a podcast. Not if you've got a good potty, mate. <laughs> can listen to us. Oh, well, that's that's what's going to get me running here in my own voice. Yeah. So uh, what about you? I'll be rude to ask if... Uh, how am how, I doing? How are you? Uh, I'm I'm well. It's my wife's 30th birthday Ooh. next week. So we're sort of in the uh, the final prepping stages for that. We're going out this weekend with her family to a very, very posh hotel. Um, I It's so posh, I have to wear a suit when I go to dinner. And as we were sort of saying this yesterday, the last time we went there, because I've been twice there now, because um, my wife loves this very posh place because she's well posh and her family are well posh. Mm. And um, I I get northern when I go. Oh, you go the other way. Yeah. But, I, uh, because uh, I, it's with posh surroundings. I think I just, my, my, my northern heritage just rejects the idea of this mm. sort of poshness. And it, I, I just get more northern i just start calling everyone la even if like they're the la yeah la i've never heard this yeah you right there la what yeah it's just it's a way to greet people and, and a way to sort of save people I like i watched a... coronation street for years when i was younger that's in manchester that then no one ever said la no oh, well it's not proper then is it no no you always say la there lad you right la you know, I just a... thought that was a, a nervous tick <laughs> that people had. I didn't know it was no. a noun. No, no, it's just so I, I just I, I, I don't know what happens. I just mm. I, it's maybe because I'm wearing a suit, I'm wearing a tie. I don't really know how to act. Um, I feel like an imposter. I do feel like an imposter. I remember when I went to. Um, have you ever been to Celtic Manor? No. In in South Wales. Oh yeah, yeah, I have. No, of course, no. Well, it's because it's a golfing club, right? And uh, that's also a very posh hotel. And when I used to work for a golfing company, so we used to like have weekend retreats to to Celtic Manor. And I remember I didn't really like anyone I worked with, so I used to just hang out on my own. Mm. So I used to just go into the sort of the, the bar area and type once paid twelve pounds for uh, a pint and a ham and cheese sandwich. It's it's that sort Bargain. of that sort of level of posh, sort of level where you're like, oh, I'm quite resent this a little mm. bit having this. I'm, I'm resenting eating this ham and cheese sandwich because it cost me twelve pounds. Um, but uh, I was there, and I suddenly looked at myself, and I was uh, I was there in my, my Converse, my three quarter shorts, and my Faith No More T-shirt. And I look around, I see everyone in quite nice golfing polo shirts and wearing shoes and mm. nice haircuts and stuff. And I've got my scraggly beard; I haven't really had a shave. And I just I thought, hmm, I don't belong here. Yes, I just don't. These are not my people. These are not. I just do not belong here. And I have the same thing when I go to this very posh restaurant. I'm like, I just don't belong here. You've uh, so I am wearing a suit right now mm. that's got a, a jaguar print. Just turn up. Say, ah, oh, you told me to wear a suit. Uh, like, if we'd have thought of this weeks ago, we should have ordered another suit then. Because I can c- take this one. Uh, well, no, but that's got like that. You haven't washed it, so that's not <laughs> how jackets work. You don't wash jackets that often. I've only had it a week and a half. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I don't know. It's going to be lovely though because the food is exceptional. 
Yeah. Um, it's just I, I just I kind of reject the poshness of it. Well, we've uh, we've only got a short amount of time today for today's podcast for reasons that will become transparent within the within the show. So let's get on with the episode. With Daniel Bryan getting cleared makes Ultimate Deletion feels so long ago so long ago especially because mm. we did the bonus episode on tuesday as well like we've done a wrestle ramble every single day this week well he's recording one anyway yeah yeah but not like you know they're not seeing this until saturday but you and i have sat in this room every day this week it's a four-day run right there that is <laughs> i'm I, sick of you i usually only come into the studio three days a week what's yes. happening uh, so yeah, we've uh, this comes from the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Of course, Ultimate Deletion was earlier in the week. It was on Monday, and uh, this is what Dave Meltzer wrote about Bray Wyatt being because that was the big cliffhanger. Bray Wyatt's pushed into the Lake of Reincarnation, and that's it. Senor Benjamin cannot recover his body. His, he was not there. He was missing. And Matt just goes, "That means delightful. He's been deleted." And then he did. The delete thing a lot, as he is wont to do. So this is the quote from the Observer. There were rumblings about some sort of change in the Wyatt character. It's overdue to begin. It's it's due to begin with the ultimate deletion, where he was thrown into the lake of reincarnation, only to vanish in the lake. That would at least make one suspect some type of change. So that it's been. It seems like there's been rumblings backstage for a while. We need to do something with Bray. I don't know how far back those rumblings go because maybe one of the old attempts was we really need to do something with Bray. Crossdresser. Let's make him let's yep. make him a sister Abigail. Yeah, I mean I still think that we're going back to old Bray Wyatt. I think we're going back to cult leader, preacher, mm. character Bray little, Wyatt. Little fun the, hat. the little hat, the Hawaiian shirt. I think that's where we're heading back to. We're going to try and move far away from this spiritual nonsense that he had of like mm. rubbing uh, mud on himself, the crucifix, the crucifix and all that, that garbage. So I think we're moving from that, moving from the cross-dressing stuff and going back to basics. That's how I feel. Back to basics as in uh, 2013 cosplay, yes. wasn't it? Every but every convention, every wrestling show, you always thought I'm gonna be the the cool guy with the Hawaiian shirt, the little pork pie hat, the white trousers and snakeskin boots. Oh, there's six other guys exactly like me with better beards here doing just that. It was like um, any convention you went to in 2013 where everyone went as Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm, you yeah. could, or go into a convention now where you can't, you just trip over Deadpools. Deadpools was 2015. Or, no, yeah, and then, 2015, yeah. And then Harley Quinn yeah. was 2016. Yeah. And 2017, when we went, we saw a lot of, uh, we saw a lot of Ricks. From yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Easy yeah, we saw one. loads. Yeah, Lab coat. That's all you need. Although there were some people who took it a little bit further by doing like the big. Uh, we saw some polystyrene yes. heads, which was yeah, much more impressive. Really Just realised I haven't started the timer for this episode. Lord knows that's how long a, we've gone so far. That's a bad sign for professionalism. <laughs> so you think? Uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can go. It's. it's I feel like we're beating a dead horse because whenever we talk, we do fantasy booking. I'm always. I'm always, I always gravitate towards Bray Wyatt because he's such an engaging character at his core, the original concept of Bray Wyatt. But then he's just been booked into the ground and booked with with things, that layers of ridiculousness you do not need to add. Mm. All the supernatural stuff you've already mentioned. But I, I don't think you can just go back to what he was. Mm-hmm. Go back to the shack as Weezer would would sing. Go back to the shack, foo. Go back to the shack. Uh, 
I mean, but I, I mean, that is one way he could do it. He could go, could go back and sort of start to assemble a new family. That's the easiest route to take. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that. I don't know if that would work. No, might come off a bit lazy. It could be a bit lazy. Or like, are we going to get a complete like? We're not even having Bray Wyatt anymore. We're going to get a mm. brand new character. As some people have suggested maybe even a Woken Wyatt. The other suggestion I've seen a lot. People have got to me on Twitter about this, and people have said it in the the comments when we did the uh, the Ultimate Deletion review. Is um, putting him with Sanity and mm. saying that maybe like, but I. I mean, I'm I'm very against the idea of just putting him with Sanity because Sanity already has a leader. They have a leader in Eric Young, and I don't think that bringing up a group just to put a different leader with them is the best thing that Sanity needs. And Eric Young's a really good leader for, for Sanity. You don't want to just make Eric Young a lackey. Sanity uh, are good enough to be their own thing. Yeah, they don't need Bray Wyatt. Whereas, yeah, Bray is always going to have that Wyatt. Whatever faction Bray goes into, it's always going to be compared against the Wyatt family. Yeah. It's like, you shouldn't really try and make Roman Reigns to be the new Stone Cold or the new John Cena. Make him the new Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, it's it's You're going to run into that problem. So it is, it is a conundrum. It's not as easy as it seems about Bray Wyatt. The only thing I would say is I think we... If I was WWE, if this was him, you know, I was the man behind the... Uh, behind the curtain if so you were to speak. the higher power if i was the Howard power and i was pulling all the strings i would save this until at least SummerSlam, um possibly even later i would keep him off tv for wow, some time long i well i i believe in the you know you can't miss someone unless they go away like the last thing we need is just like at backlash he's back as a new character and we're just going to get matt versus this new character mm. like if, if we're bringing him back to continue a feud with matt you want to try and space that out as much as possible taking bray wyatt off because everyone's kind of sick of bray wyatt as well even with a character refresh i think if you leave that for long enough when he comes back we'll be like oh man bray wyatt's yeah. back then it feels like a big a bigger deal if it's been like if it's been six months that feels like a much bigger deal eater of feuds he, has become, <laughs> he certainly he? has yeah because it's the not eater just, of entertainment it's not just bray wyatt that's the problem it's unfortunately kind of like how Dolph Ziggler is whoever you put him with is going to drag that person down into the vortex of bad booking yeah so uh i yeah i, I mean that is an option i didn't think about making it that long mm-hmm. i cuz you know there's no point bringing him back in the next 3 weeks because that's all going to be mania driven mm-hmm. but if he turns up in the superstar shakeup that's 4 weeks away maybe on a new brand but like the Bray Wyatt he's gone from Smackdown to Raw and then back to Smackdown Mm. because we're basically like yeah look we've got an out for him on either show yeah well could he go back to NXT and amass some followers there oh I see I like that yeah NXT invasion I mean I like that but yeah I mean I could go for it there was a uh, there was a faction that debuted in on one of the live events called I think it was the Sons of Anarchy is the TV show, isn't it? Correct. It's something like the Sons of Anarchy. Okay. And it was led by Gunner, uh, a former Impact yeah. fame. And you also, Fishmonger's friend. Yeah, Fishmonger's uh, tag team partner. And you also had, who was the chap that was originally with the guy who was called up for, for, cruiser, for the Cruiserweight tournament? Leo Rush? No. Oh, this is this is not entertaining uh, videos to, to watch a guy struggle remembering <laughs> the a guy name. who presents the news for a living. Ah, uh, it's so you. You said Bla- was, Blake Murphy, but not Blake Murphy. Oh, buddy, no, the other one, uh, Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake. <laughs> Blake Murphy. Blake Murphy. Blake Murphy. Buddy Blake. <laughs> Blake Murphy sounds like a Tom Selleck character from the 1980s. Mm, mm. He had solved some crimes and 
you know, misogynize some women. <laughs> so they, they were part of a faction with another dude. I can't, I'm not even going to try and remember his name. And you, the Bray Wyatt could come down there. Sons of some sons of chaos. I, I don't know. I don't know. God, it's, you can uh, tell us late on a Thursday, can't you? Yeah. It's, <laughs> I just, I just don't know what to do with Bray. I don't, I, well, I'd like to think, you know, to try and like, maybe put a little bow onto this conversation. I'd like to think WWE. No, mm. That's a terrible bow. That's a bow that has holes in and it's already starting to flop on one side. It's frayed at the corner. It's the sort of bow that I would do where you're like, oh, this sort of sort of works, but not really. Hey, I've got a bow for you. Oh, yeah? A bow Dallas. Yeah, putting in with bow. I don't know. No. I didn't even think that's the solution now. This is deflating me. I thought this was time for optimism. I thought Bray White is finally going to get a revamp. Mm-hmm. But actually, you know... The best thing I can see is a woken Bray with Matt. I think that's the best way to, to do this. Yeah. Because anything else is going to be a pale imitation of the Wyatt family. Yeah, that, I mean, that's... Yeah, unfortunately, that is the, uh, the, the the key of it, really, is that any... As you said, any group he's put with, it's just going to mm. feel like Wyatt family 2.0. But we, we do have some positive no- uh, news reg- regarding the whole Ultimate Deletion thing. It did okay. It did... It was fine. In the ratings. Mm. So this has become a bit of a catchphrase <laughs> in the comments so, after yeah. Luke's uh, glowing review of Ultimate Deletion. Big build up. Drum roll. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. It so, was broadly fine. Did you see? I can't remember whose, uh, whose video it was, but someone put Luke Owen on Daniel Bryan's WWE mm. return. It, it was, was fine. fine. <laughs> Luke Owen 2018. Yeah. Uh, so... Yes, this. Because someone said me that this morning on Twitter, saying like, uh, I, I think I put something up and they said like, oh, it was fine. And I was like, I hope it was fine becomes a new T-shirt. Yes. And someone sent me a message back saying like, yeah, but it needs air quotes for podcast listeners. Nice. Nice. What a great reply. Someone also said another catchphrase. The, the, like the worst catchphrases are, oh, I saw this thing on Reddit. I can't remember who said it. <laughs> They say, is, is that becoming a running that's gag? A, that's a, a running gag for, for you, uh, isn't it? I saw it on Reddit, but I can't remember who mm. said it. Uh, the So, right, how the Ultimate Deletion performed. It didn't do stellar. It's not like, whoa, this is the future of wrestling. Everything's going to be filmed on drones and cut together with no sense of spatial continuity. It's very much, like you said, it was fine. So the last week's Raw with... A crazy third hour, which never, never really performs as well as that. Usually you see, you know, a 3.2 million, a 3.3 million in the first and second hours. And then it goes down to like 2.8. And that's what drags the whole thing down, particularly the overrun. Mm -hmm. So Raw will run in from its uh, 8 to 11 slot in whatever time zone you're in. And then it will go like, it will go 5 to 15 minutes over its allotted time. Which I've never understood well, when you've got three hours. They, the, the overrun exists because they, they did it during the Monday Night War to try and capitalise on, like, oh, Nitro's finished. But if we do an overrun, then they'll flick over from Nitro and catch mm. us. So then Nitro extended out their overrun. So WWE just extended out. Everyone was just extending out overruns, basically. But now you don't have that competition. So you really don't need the extra 15 minutes. You're just doing it. Because you've always done it. Mm, and people just want to go to bed. <laughs> and uh, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes you want to cut between Randy Orton staring at someone in the ring and Kevin Owens improvising at the top just yeah, a few more so, times. Sometimes that's what you need. But uh, it seems what, what apparently came out last week, which did that very good uh, third hour, is that didn't have much of an overrun. It was when Braun Strowman won the tag team 
battle royal and not having that overrun raised the average of the whole third hour that's how significant the overrun is people just must oh it's 11 o'clock i cannot be bothered with this tune out go yeah. to bed so yeah but i so i don't know why they had an overrun this week as well mm-hmm. uh, but last week's was 3.35 million this week's episode was 3.31 million yes there was so. like an 11 and a half percent drop week on week um no, between no, between the second and third hours. Oh, right. Well, I was talking about the the third hour to this week to third hour oh, okay. last week was a eleven and a half percent drop. Yeah, it was. It did a a peculiarly large third hour yeah. last week. I think it's because a lot of people were waiting for Ronda, and yeah. and Brock as well because they you know they said Brock isn't going to be here. Was Roman Reigns going to come back? Yeah, none of that stuff happened in the end. It was just yeah, I, I could certainly buy into that. So it was. It did fine though like it didn't completely lose viewers which is you know that's that's certainly a good thing but it, it's as i've been saying um with regards to impact like as much as the wrestling bubble really likes ultimate deletion mm. and this sort of broken universe it's never drawn viewers to things like impact never got a really big bump off the deletion it stuff it did relative relatively relatively to impact it mm. did much better but then yes yeah, so maybe i suppose but it's i was never expecting this to do like massive gangbuster numbers the positive on this though the real positive is that it did stay above 3 million Mm. which is very rare for Raw to do so there there are some successes to take from it a lot of people are referencing the YouTube videos as a mark of its success I'm not as confident there because uh, if you look they've split the Ultimate Deletion match up into quite a few separate videos and most of them range from I don't know, 200,000 to 500,000. It's about five videos there in, in that range, which is pretty much what everything else does, mm-hmm. the, the, the big stuff. Uh, but the last one, which is the one with Jeff Hardy in the thumbnail, has two million views. And you're like, is that Ultimate Deletion or is that Jeff Hardy gonna, returning? Yeah, that's, that's Jeff Hardy returning more than anything else. Mm. At least I, I would argue that's what it is. Yeah, I think so. So if anyone, you know, the people who are saying, me included in today's news, <laughs> I just didn't have time to elaborate. Oh, it's done well on YouTube. It's like, did it or was Jeff the draw there? Yeah. And the, the, did you see how much the Ronda Rousey clip has well, done? Well, last I checked, it did over 4 million, but yeah. I don't know how much it's yeah, been to since. Three, so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there were a few other things that did very well in YouTube terms and, and the clips. Uh, but apparently Vince McMahon, this is WrestleZone, Vince McMahon uh, was worried Matt Hardy's ultimate deletion would bomb on Raw and it was a struggle to get that match on WWE programming. Which I'm unsurprised by. Yeah. Like, Vince McMahon has done things a certain way for the last 40 years to then say like, hey, this is wacky thing that I've done. It's people like mm. it. Let me put it on Roy. Be like, whoa! I've you know I've, I've, I haven't re- I barely changed my socks, yeah. let alone my TV program style. You know, bad what a, cow, bad cow. You know, it's it's. I'd imagine it probably would have taken quite a bit of uh, convincing for him. But I would thought that I would have thought rather that the fact that it didn't drop below three million would be a positive sign. Vince, mm. can, that's those are figures that Vince can look at and be like, hey, you know, this wasn't so bad after all. And it, it was the number one trending topic worldwide for two hours yep. on Monday night. And they love that kind yeah. of that, that rubbish that doesn't translate to money. They love that. That is a did you know card. If oh, I ever isn't saw it one. just? And uh, Matt's uh, sort of tweet asking for retweets for another match that got loads of retweets. So that's all good. But, it, you know, it's not we said it when we did the review. 
you can't look at the ultimate deletion and Matt Hardy's broken universe and go, I can 100% bet everything I have on that concept working with the mainstream. Oh, yeah. Sure, it worked in the impact. Uh, it did, did well for impact. But that was such a smaller proportion than WWE viewership. So to, to bet 3 million viewers or 3, 3 to 3.5 million viewers on the broken universe working... I mean, of course he'd be worried. Yeah, and it's and it's 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 odd as well because I'd, I'd really, as I said on the review, I'm less interested in what the overall hour did. I'm more interested in what the quarter hour did. Mm. But we don't really tend to get those quarter hour breakdowns anymore. It's I not it's not like if you look at old observers and figure fours during the Monday Night War because it was very much it was a ratings battle between mm. two companies. They would do the, the quarter hour breakdowns. I mean, like, yeah, this match did really well against this segment over here. So you can dive into that more, but you don't tend to see quarter hours, really. But that's what I'd like to see. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. This podcast is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you'll get access to the Wrestle Ramble Extra, a monthly podcast where Ollie and I review shows from wrestling's past. If you pledge now, you'll get our back catalogue of episodes, including Money in the Bank 2011, Armageddon 2000, Wrestle Kingdom 10, and No Way Out 2004, and many others, as well as this month's episode, which will be WrestleMania 25. And $10 plus backers will become part of the Ramble Club, our new show where we talk about about wrestling from around the world, including reviews of the Golden Lovers vs. Cody and Marty Skrull, Austin Aries vs. Eli Drake, and many, many more. All that and so much extra, so head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's mailbag time where if you are, if you pledge at any level on Patreon, you can submit a question. And if it's good enough, We'll read it out and try and answer Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. I compile them all together mm. into a little folder on my uh, in my inbox, and then I cycle through. I pick out the I cherry pick some of the best questions, and I put them into this document, and then we read them out and answer them. That's I, ten, that's generally how it works. They are the creme de la creme of questions. Yes, the king of the ring of questions. The Zack Saber Junior <laughs> submitting the last decade of top Japanese stars. Of questions. Oh, God, what a runny ass. Yes. God, I cannot wait to talk about that on Ramble Club. And um, so, also, before we jump into these, we've left today's recording a tad late. So, we're going to have to cut the episode short. So don't hate us. No, no, no. Should we explain why we're recording this late? You, if you want to. <laughs> well, I mean, Luke. to be honest, like, I've, I mean, I've taken the heat all week, apart from when I've joined Daniel Bryan. But it's, this is my fault um, because I've been very slow at writing my fantasy booking warfare which we were going to record today so that I didn't have to come in on Monday, but I haven't finished it yet, so I'm, I'm we're going to record it on Monday now. Yes. So I've, I've basically got more of the weekend to, to kind of finish it up mm. because I've, I've been struggling. Even though you were trash-talking me. I don't think I was trash-talking you. Were saying, you were oh, I've got such a good start. I, I was yes, like, you need, and, a, you need an end. Well, no, my start is good. There that's that's the one bit I'm very confident on is the start of it. Mm. And I've kind of plotted things out. I just need I needed to write stuff out, but I had a lot on my plate today. So uh, doing weekend videos. So unfortunately, we are cutting this episode a little bit short, and that's my fault. Um, mine is more... My, mine has an okay start, and it has an okay end, <laughs> and it's just fine. But I think that overall level of fineness yeah. is going to beat your good start and petered out end. Oh well, oh, well, absolutely. I mean, I haven't won a fantasy booking warfare. It's been a long time. Like, I don't think I've won the last five or six. Wow. It might be even more than that. The streak. Make it happen. <laughs> so, Will Height has gotten in touch and has asked, which wrestler, main roster or NXT member, is the best fit to break Asuka's streak? Main roster, I'm thinking Becky, because she's criminally underutilized. Ain't that or the from truth? NXT, Kyrie Sane, because I just rewatched the Mae Young Classic and she is awesome. Love you guys. Keep up the rambling. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that we actually fancy booked um, just having a chat once. We said that uh, Ronda Rousey um, mm. at SummerSlam, uh, Asuka versus Rousey at SummerSlam would be a very good, like a bit of a mouth-watering uh, match for her to possibly break the streak. But for me, just for it to come full circle, it would be Ember Moon. Mm. Keeping Asuka undefeated up until next year's WrestleMania with a call-up, uh, with an Ember Moon call-up where they can where Ember Moon can essentially get that win that she has been trying to get over Asuka ever since they started their feud way back when. So I think as a nice sort of full circle thing, that's quite, that's lovely. And that would be a really nice video package as well. You've got to work backwards from the video package. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, uh, I, so I, I totally agree with Ember Moon. And I really like that as a story and the history they have together. But I... Um, Are you going to say not Ronda? Well, no, I just... Because I, I, I would probably agree with you. I, I would... I just... I really like Ember Moon, but she doesn't grab me. Mm -hmm. there's, I feel like there's a layer missing for me personally. Like, I've never totally been into Jeff Hardy. I've talked about this before. Everyone else seems to love him. Just never been fully this, into This guy it. right here yeah. loves Jeff Hardy. Uh, 
and it's it's that I feel like it's a, a similar arm's length thing with Ember Moon. Whatever, I can't put my finger on it. She just doesn't connect or resonate with me the way she does other people. And I would, I just wouldn't. I although I really like the story, I I would want Asuka's streak to be broken by someone I think has longer term uh, value. Mm-hmm. Uh, and may, maybe that's a Kyrie Sane. I would like a full-on heel Shayna Baszler to just come in and destroy Asuka. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe do a Goldberg thing where Baszler beats her very, very quickly. So Asuka kind of has an out. Mm, yeah. But it is a streak. I don't know. It's a, it's a complicated... It's never a good time to end the streak. No, but actually, I kind of like this idea of this sort of this Shayna Baszler coming in and mm. doing almost the, the Goldberg Brock Lesnar thing, where you you beat her very very quickly because Asuka's character was really fascinating in towards the end of her NXT run because she was a babyface, but she had very heelish tendencies because her gimmick was like no one is ready for Asuka was a heel catchphrase. It's like well, honest, obviously no one's ready for Asuka. Look at me, I'm awesome, mm. I'm the best. All of her promos were like done in limos where she was just sat in the back seat just ignoring questions because everyone's question was just like oh what do you think of this opponent she's like what a stupid question why are you even asking me that big money asker big money asker she was like by pools and in these big mansions and stuff because she was the undefeated empress of tomorrow Mm. so this like heel character and i think that just you know you build up all this cockiness and stuff essentially kind of like he did with Brock when he got beat by Goldberg. And then she walks in, cocky as all hell, Baszler comes in, bang, and just gets this really quick win over here. Kind of knocks Asuka down a peg. She has to then rebuild herself. You write, you do have that out. And that out is she got overconfident. It wasn't she lost because, like, someone was better than her. She lost because she beat herself, sort of. Like, And that's kind of always a, a nice way to get out of the streak, especially if you're building this over a long period mm. of time. And I think storyline-wise and character-wise, that'd be quite interesting. I'd, I'd want to do it with a baby face rather than Shayna Baszler. Yeah, that's but, what I was going to say. Yeah, so uh, maybe it wouldn't work there. But I, I think that storyline works if you had a really cool baby face coming mm. in. I, yeah, I don't know who the right person... Of course, Goldberg, it worked, because he was a baby face, and you got away with it. He, he had that sort of... Well, he didn't have any legitimacy from a fighting standpoint. But uh, Shayna Baszler certainly does. But it, that scenario would be heel versus heel. The other way to do it would be to book uh, Asuka. You know, you live long enough to become the villain. And she does become a, a super heel and is heelish. And she cheats to protect the streak. And then Kyrie Sane, who is the, the sort of complete opposite to a heel. Yeah. How can you hate that face? Oh, she is just amazing, yeah. isn't she? And you just have her, like underdog baby face against this unstoppable Asker and she really good I'm just you know fantasy booking really good match yeah and, uh, and she overcomes her in the end it is funny as well because they were telling that story with Asker because the first match she had with um, Ember Moon she did cheat yes. to win she pushed the referee into the ropes and she cheated to kind of hold up to mm. keep her streak alive but they never really played off that afterwards it was really odd it was always there it was always there but it was never yeah. like Ember sort of mentioned it but it was never like they turned into this sort of big storyline thing mm. I loved it when they had the um, the, the battle royal and Asuka just went in and just threw everyone out. She wasn't even part of the match. Mm. I loved that heel version of Asuka. She was so cool. Have you heard the rumour? I don't think there's much stock in it. It's from WrestlingNews.co, who aren't really known for breaking uh, news, especially of this magnitude. It sounds certainly generic. Yeah. Uh, as WrestleTalk can be. So the um, they say that Asuka's going to remain undefeated until WrestleMania 35, where she will be beaten by Ronda Rousey. 
Interesting. I can cer- I can certainly see her being undefeated until WrestleMania 35. And yeah. if I was booking, that's what I would do as well. Mm. But it's a uh, you you don't really want Ronda to face Asuka at SummerSlam. You need you need a, a whole year to see if she's she's got what it takes to to build this up. Well, there's a friend of mine who is a big UFC guy, mm. um, who is very much on the anti Ronda train. He hated, really? hated her when she was in UFC, and like he just keeps saying to me, he's like. You're gonna. You said you'll see. It's all gonna blow up, and they're gonna give up on her really quickly. Wow. Well, we'll see. We'll I think see. they're paying her so much money. I can't see that happening. CD Halver writes. Brand new Patreon backer. Oh, um, thank you, CD Halver. I Choos- just said Halver. Choosing one male and one female superstar from wrestler <clears throat> from each brand. Who would you pick as the most underutilized talent? People that you know in your super fan heart of hearts have untapped potential, yet creative just can't seem to figure out what to do with them. So, fun fact for you viewers. Um, Ollie tends to write down his answers on the laptop, so I try. He comes, comes prepared. I try not to look at that because I don't want to just say what you've got written mm. down. But I'm going to take a punt at one of the names I think you've written down. So you haven't seen them. I haven't seen them. You'll definitely not get one of them. Definitely. Okay, well, I'm going to take a punt at one of them only because we were discussing it yesterday. Mm. Dana Brooke. That was the one I thought you wouldn't get. Oh, wow. What's the one I... No, no. Yeah, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke is from Raw, yeah. We literally said it yesterday. No, it wasn't yesterday. It might have been the day before. Mm. It was when we were watching the Ronda Rousey segment with... with, uh, Yeah, with the the awful sort of snap thing. And when... Brooke came out and we were just like man she's got such like a, a pot- superstar potential aura about her yeah. but she was brought up far too soon then she was put in that lame protege thing with Charlotte that went absolutely nowhere mm. and it was sort of sometimes there sometimes not and then she's just become a nothing really yeah. and it, it's a real shame but yeah Dana Brooke I think is a really under a, a potentially underutilized talent on on Raw not so much as a wrestler I think you know she's had enough time and she hasn't got if anything she's gotten worse but in that's because she would, that's, they brought her up too soon if you mm. kept her in NXT where she could have like worked every night for a solid year mm. I think she really could have built up so much more about her I don't have as much faith but she's got a great look and she can talk I really like her a sort of bullying attitude. She would she would be a really good manager. I guess she's too physically impressive to be a, a stereotypical manager, but there's got to be a better role for her than a statistician, which is statistician. just statistician. What did I say? Statistician. Stat, what what Stat- should I have said? Statistician. Statistician. Yeah. Schedule. <laughs> schedule. It is schedule. Uh, and yet, where, where she's effectively just you know eye candy for Titus Worldwide, mm. uh, but. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'm surprised we both went for Dana Brooke. The other one from Raw, I've gone for. That's also because everyone else on Raw, all the women, are actually quite well utilised at the moment. At least to to where they've had their potential tapped. Well, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, Bailey should be the female John Cena, but um, that's, like that's it's yeah, she's been booked I, into I, oblivion. I think that ship might have sailed at mm. this point. Which is, that's a absolute crime. Go back and watch any of her stuff in 2014, 2015, when she was just like. I'd I'd almost argue the most over baby face in the entire company, mm. and yeah, just it's seems remarkable that they managed to get that so wrong. Well done, W. Well done. Uh, the other one for Raw in in a man form, of course, I've chosen Cesaro. Oh yeah, yeah, that's I a good shout. He, he should be Intercontinental Champion and in sort of poking through to the Universal Championship scene every now and again. Yeah, I think that's right. I was going to actually add uh, Apollo Cruz. Uh, as that because I think Apollo has got 
because he's so, it's quite a big guy. He's got that athleticism. I know you don't really connect with him, but I think there is something you can really do with Apollo that they're just they're not doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, on the SmackDown side of things, you want to do SmackDown? I mean, female obviously is going to be Becky Lynch. Yep. Same with me. Fourteen months no storyline. That's that's ridiculous for someone mm. as good as Becky Lynch is. I just, it really winds me up. It's just that she's an all rounder. She she's a really good actress and performing angles like that. She can talk. She's naturally witty. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And, she's and a, she can wrestle. She's a great in ring worker. Mm. She's got a really unique look about her. But there's there's so much they can do with her. But they just decided. No, we're, yeah. we're, we're just not really. And I, I think that's a real crying shame for, for poor old Becky Lynch. Who are you going to go for for the man, underutilised SmackDown under-util- man? Um, I'm going to... Shane s- McMahon doesn't get much of a push. No. He'd uh, be a good one. Yeah, I think that maybe with Shane. Um, I was actually... I, it seems obvious to say Ty. Say Ty Dillinger. But, like, when I look back at how over 10 was as a chance, it almost feels like that it's that Zack Ryder mm. feel when the crowd were just so into this one thing and this one guy that, and they just wanted to see him like Rumble the Rumble last year Ty Dillinger wasn't on the main roster but everyone kept saying Ty Dillinger's got to be number 10 right because 10 is so over at the moment every like and it wasn't just WWE shows around the wrestling world mm. at other wrestling shows there were 10 chants 10 became I'd, I mean, not not certainly not to the same level, but it was a yes movement. Essentially, everyone was doing it around the wrestling world. So you just think like that's something you can tap into and capitalize on, make money off of it. And they just decided not to. And now you don't hear ten chants. The ten chants are completely gone. Mm. The same way we want rider chants. Just eventually, a rider chant eventually died out. If you don't get a Rusev Day chant, are dying out because. We, as an audience, have just realised that, ah, well, I mean, we chanted, but nothing's happening, so... They do listen, WWE. Oh, they all... Yeah, they do listen. To their sponsors. Yeah, that's it. what we need to do. We need to tell Snickers (laughs) to tell WWE to book Ty better. Was anyone really surprised that it was a Snickers decision rather than a WWE decision? Well, that's only a rumour that it's a a Snickers decision. It was 100%. Stephanie McMahon said they listened to the fans. Balder Dash and Lee Sward them. I'm going to say Balder Dash. That was one... WWE bowed to two people. Mm -hmm. Sponsors and shareholders. That's the only people they care about. Like any business. For my SmackDown pick, I've gone for Fandango. Oh, good shout. I think he is... The best comic performer in WWE. Mm -hmm. He's just so, so funny. And to give him a sort of exactly what he's doing now. uh, You don't have to break up the fashion police, but he could have a good singles run in the United States title picture. Speaking of which, actually, I'd really like... I know you said keep the fashion police together, Mm -hmm. but I'd really like to see Tyler Breeze go back to his heel fashion gimmick that he had... Just with the selfie, the furry selfie sticks and all that nonsense. Go back to what we really liked about him in NXT. I could, I'd love to see that again, and especially in that that mid card uh, era, like a scene that they've got there. I think mm. that Tyler Breeze, he's such a good in ring worker. He'd be a great addition to that. So finally, we've got from Dustin G. What do you think the G stands for? Uh, great gangster. It's got to be gangster, hasn't it? Or Gangrel. Yep. Hey guys, first message to the channel, so I would like to say great work and keep it up. Also, I would like to know what you think of Flip Gordon, or just his match with Will Ospreay. I think he has a lot of potential as a babyface people could actually get behind. I mean, people like to chant Flip. Yes, so Flip Gordon is currently with Ring of Honor, and he 
as the name suggests, flips a lot. Does a lot of flippy doos. He's a very athletic human being. Mm. Um, I I really enjoy watching him wrestle. Uh, we were watching him in Ring of Honor just the other day. I but he he from what I understand, he is actually quite new. Like he's only a year or two years in to to wrestling, and I do think he's very green. He's very good at the moves, but sort of the transitions between moves and selling stuff isn't as good. It's what Jim Cornette thinks the Young Bucks do. Yes, yeah, yeah. In, in, um, in, a, in a sort of basement level way. But yeah, I, I completely agree. I think he is someone who has a lot of potential and people really do like getting into that flip chance. But um, yeah, at the moment, he's not exactly like top level baby face, not even sort of like, you know, TV champ level sort of at, not at this point anyway but no. give him a couple of years yeah I think he certainly could be have you got any plans for the weekend? Um, uh, my lady partner's going away so I'm going to watch a bit of wrestling can I watch either Laura Croft as I incorrectly called it yesterday and my lady partner hasn't let me live it down <laughs> how did you manage to get it wrong? I just said Laura Croft I don't know sometimes you say words wrong Lara Croft. I know it's Lara Croft. Just said Laura. <laughs> She's got a friend called Laura. Maybe I was thinking about that. <laughs> thinking of your girlfriend's friends. Yeah. It's kind of uh, man, are you? But there's also Pacific Rim 2 mm. to cancel the apocalypse. Again. Again. Yeah. yeah. So both both tasty options. Well, I mean, as I, I texted my wife the other day that uh, our cinema trips have been pretty woeful this year. We've mm. o- I've only seen one new release um, in Black Panther, and I've missed Mum and Dad. I want to see Tomb Raider, which I really should see because that's a bit on brand for me to go and see that. Um, I want to see Pacific Rim. Ready Player One's out next week. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, there's all these films that come out, but I've just got to try and convince my wife to go to the cinema. Or just invite me. Yeah, but then I can't spend the evening with my wife, and I like doing that. Uh, get to spend the whole day with Ollie. You get to spend <laughs> the evening with Ollie. <laughs> We don't do that often enough. Let's uh, read some iTunes reviews. First up from Dick FKDKXCKFF. The beginning of time. I've been watching Wrestle Ramble since the beginning. This is the only wrestling podcast I need. Luke and Dolly are great at making it feel like chatting with your friends. They don't make it feel like they think they know more than you, because we actually don't. Mm -hmm. They are two awesome dudes, and I wish them nothing but success. Love you guys. Bye. That was a Luke impression. Smiley face. Thank you very much. Um, that's a it's a Luke impression, which is kind of a, an impression of an Adam Buxton. Yes. yes. Is that a Buxton thing, is it? Love you, bye. Oh, I suppose, God, it is, isn't it? I've stolen everything from everyone. I'm very unoriginal. And Kings Kingsley writes, fantastic podcast. A delightful podcast, hands down a much-needed addition to any wrestling fan's podcast playlist. Helps me on my long drives back and forth to work. Tied neck and neck as my favourite podcast with Stephen Larson's going in raw. We're coming for you, Stephen Larson. But the wrestle rambling is easily the most enjoyable non-wrestling addition to any podcast keep it up guys bicep emoji also since swath nation is currently on hold how about wrestle ramblers well this was uh, this was back when the enzo amore stuff was was more controversial a hot button topic yeah. but anyway thank you king yes kingsley. kingsley lovely stuff pod swafters it's all now about it's all pod about swafters. pod swafters now so uh just as a last little piece of trash talking before fantasy booking warfare on monday yeah i've already written mine Mine's already written out completely. That's all I, I need to say. I have written 65% of it. Oh, but will that last 
35% change all the 65% that came before it. Quite you possibly. You can't just write this stuff on the fly. Uh, well, that's what I've been trying. It's worked uh, out so well so far because I haven't won in like six or so times. Well, that's all we've got time for today. I'm going to throw it to Luke for because he always says the last stuff. <laughs> Love you, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.